Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Papa Smoke with Dante. And today we are talking 2021 NFL Draft. I'm fired up. Dante, how are you feeling about tonight? Um, I'm feeling pretty good. You know, we got a lot of great picks, a lot of great players available, a lot of future stars on the board. But um, we're going to go over more of like the betting side of it. And I'm really excited to hopefully win some money and see where some of my favorite college players end up. But let's start up with a quick top 10 mock draft because realistically – who cares about anything after top 10, at least mock draft, mock draft wise. I hate when the ESPN analysts have like 12 fucking thousand pages of a mock draft. It's like, bro, like you're doing way too much. You have no and idea. And they get everything wrong. I said the top five. Yeah. They don't get a single one. It's it's like spending 12 hours on a school project and getting a zero on it. Like, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. Shut yeah. up. But anyway, I'll give you my quick 10. Obviously, first pick, Jags, no-brainer, going Trevor Lawrence. And then the Jets at two are taking your boy, Zach Wilson. I know how much you love him. Yeah, 49ers at three are going to go Fat Mac, although I think Justin Fields is a much better quarterback. We'll get to that later. Uh, four, now this is where me as a Miami Dolphins fan, I feel the pressure more on this pick than any other pick. And, yes, I might. This what I'm about to say is going to be a little biased because I want Pitts to fall to Miami at six. But I don't know how you pass on Justin Fields here at four if he's on the board. I, I think he's the second best, if not the best quarterback in the draft class. I'll get a lot of heat for that, but I'll stand by that. So Fields going forward to Atlanta. Um, there's a lot of talk about the Bengals at five, maybe wanting to reunite Joe Burrow with um, Jamar Chase. But I just don't see that happening, especially after what just happened to his leg. I think they go with the big old lineman, Sewell. As long as he's not a Miami Dolphin, I do not care. Uh, the Dolphins, obviously, Kyle Pitts. If we get Kyle Pitts, I will fucking streak naked on the highway. Uh, Lions grab Jamar Chase. The Panthers grab Devontae Smith. The Broncos, I'm pulling this one out of my ass. Don't really know where they're going to go. I'm just going to say Lance for shits and gigs, but I, I'm clueless on Denver. I would watch out for them. And then at 10, I got Michael Parsons out of Penn State going over to the Cowboys. Then for me, first off, like you said, it's a no-brainer. You got Trevor Lawrence going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Second of all, I got my favorite player in the entire draft. Love this kid so much. We got Zach Wilson going to the New York Jets. Third, I got um, Trey Lance. I don't love him, but I feel like he just he's Kyle Shanahan's guy. I feel like this is the type of player that he would draft. No interceptions in his one full year of playing in college. feel like Kyle Shanahan loves that type of player. I got Trey Lance at three. Number four, I got Justin Fields. Too good of a talent to pass up at four, especially since the 49ers kind of already said they're, they're probably not going to take him. Five, I got Sewell, uh, probably one of the best offensive lineman prospects ever. The guy's just a complete tank. If you saw him play at Oregon, I mean, he gets, he gave Herbert all the time in the world, world to throw. Great player. Uh, number six, I got Kyle Pitts going to the Miami Dolphins. No-brainer here. Tua needs weapons. Seventh, I got Jamar Chase. Um, kind of a no-brainer. Best player on the board, in my opinion. Eight, a little, little bit of a surprise. I got Patrick Sertan out of Alabama going to the Carolina Panthers. Um, I think he's by far the best corner in the draft. I think his physicality translates really, really well to um, the NFL, and he's a day one starter. So I got Sertan going at eight. Number nine, um, don't have no idea what the Broncos are going to do, but I got um, Micah Parsons out of Penn State. The guy is just a complete animal, and the upside is unlimited. And then at 10, I got Jalen Waddle going to the Dallas Cowboys. Kind of a pick out of my ass, but that's what I got. So we both had Mac Jones at three and Justin no, I, I at four. But regardless of draft order, obviously, for some reason, the Niners don't like Justin Fields. But say 
we were the GM of the 49ers. Would you rather go with Mac Jones or Justin Fields? It's a no-brainer. I'd go Justin Fields every day of the week. I 100% agree. I, I don't even know when we started comparing Mac Jones to Justin Fields. I, I, I don't even know where Zach Wilson jumped Justin Fields. I don't know where Mac Jones j- jumped Justin Fields. I mean, you watch this kid play. Shows up every Saturday. He's a big boy. Stays stays in the pocket. Makes big time throws, and he's mobile. And the kid makes good decisions with the football. I think I honestly think he's the best or second best quarterback in the draft class. And honestly, I would take Kyle Trask before I would take Trey Lance or Mac Jones. And that's not even because because I'm a Florida Gator. Kyle Trask, he comes to play football, bro. That kid's a gamer. He had a bad bowl game because all of his teammates pretty much quit on him the last game. But I don't know where this Trey Lance and Mac Jones buzz really came from. Uh, for Trey Lance, I think it's just the upside. Like, you watch the guy play. His intangibles are great. He's got decent size. He's got a solid arm. He's got great wheels. And he makes good decisions. Obviously, he didn't play anyone nearly as good as Justin Fields did. But I see the upside there. I just don't think he's anywhere near as good as Justin Fields. And Zach Wilson, same thing. Um, if you look at his college schedule, last season they played a bunch of bums. The guy's four and five versus power five opponents in his previous years. And he's been doing the thing where he goes off against shitty teams his entire career. His sophomore year in the bowl game against Western Michigan, he was 17 of 17 for like 350 yards. And then he got all this hype just to shit the bed and throw three picks in the first game of the next season. The guy cannot bring it or versus good teams. He's going to be a complete bust in my opinion. And Fields, absolutely no brainer. I mean, the guy's got it all. I think he's just a better version of Trey Lance's. And he actually proved himself against teams like Clemson in college. It's a no brainer. Justin Fields is the second best quarterback in this draft and it's not close all right so we got a position dilemma everyone's got jamar chase as wide receiver one although i disagree let's talk about the two wide receivers out there at alabama you got jalen waddle Devontae smith both are obviously extremely talented but if you're on the clock both guys are on the board who are you taking if i'm on the clock i'm taking Devontae smith over jamar chase too i mean the guy you know what you're gonna get he, I mean, he's just a stone-cold assassin. He doesn't look the part, but he walks the walk, and he does not talk the talk. He does his, he does his talking on the field. He's cooked, play, or cooked opposing defensive backs his entire career at Alabama. And if you look at the actual like reasoning, Jamar Chase didn't stay for his last year because he knew his draft stock would plummet with a shitty quarterback. That's as simple as that. I'm pretty, that's what you said in your video. Like it, mm-hmm. it's just, it makes perfect sense. Devontae Smith stayed for his final year. Nobody really knew how good Mac Jones was going to be. And and Devontae Smith turned Mac Jones into a Heisman contender. Devontae Smith is a no-brainer at that pick. Obviously, Jamar Chase, the body, it's like everything is there. But I just don't think there's another player mentally as fit and capable to to step into an NFL roster and make an immediate impact as Devontae Smith. Obviously, Waddle, the upside's insane. He's incredibly fast. But if I'm a GM and I'm looking and I'm talking to all these guys, I think Devontae Smith has the mindset and capability to be the next great NFL wide receiver. I don't think I could have said it any better, and that's exactly why I like Devontae Smith, too. Look, I watched Jalen Waddle's highlight tapes, and my jaw drops. I mean, that breakaway speed is no joke. I mean, it is one of a kind, and it is most definitely going to work in the NFL. But when I look at Devontae Smith, and even over Jamar Chase, I mean, this guy put up numbers at Alabama for four years, well, his freshman year, didn't put up numbers, but caught the game-winning touchdown in the national championship game. And over the last four years, Alabama has had by far the best wide receivers in the entire NFL. I mean, we're talking multiple first-round draft picks. Devontae Smith, he never left. He stuck it out, played all four years. 
literally competed with Jamar Chase's breakout 2019 season. And then in 2020, he shattered everything he did in one of the most unprecedented seasons in college football. And he, he lit college football on fire. There was absolutely no one that could touch him. And people want to talk about his frame. But this is the NFL. He's going to have the best trainers in the entire world. You don't think in two years this guy could put on 15, 20 pounds of muscle. Look at Marquise Brown. He was like, what, 5'8", 160? And he still got it done, and now he's coming in at 185. I think I can get I, – I, I mean, I can care how big Devontae Smith is going to be, but he is going to be a way better NFL receiver than Marquise fucking Brown ever was. I mean, I'll yeah, of course, but I'm just Marquise saying I don't, I don't like Ooh. the frame debate. Like, this guy spent yeah, four years in the line. SEC and balled. Like, like, yeah. what, like, what else could you say? But to be fair, though, I would not be mad if somebody were to take Waddle or Chase over him. They're both, they're all three of them are insane receivers and they have insane talent. You know, yeah, I feel that's like that's a great really point. That's a great point. Like, I, I won't get mad if the Dolphins go either of them at six if Pitts is off the board, just because it's not like a quarterback draft. For example, yeah. last year, it's like it's hard to get three good quarterbacks. This is a wide receiver and guys that are dynamic like that. It doesn't matter who or where they're going to play. The only thing is if Jamar Chase does end up on the Detroit Lions, he's going to have the worst stats out of all three of them his rookie year. I don't care. Oh, I yeah. think that is the 100%. worst situation with the offensive scheme they have with Twinkle Toe Goff. I think that's going to be a nightmare over there for him if that's yeah, one hundred percent. But if you look at like previous draft classes, any of these three guys are wide receiver one in a majority of them. Like these three guys are just so much better than anyone. It you cannot go wrong. So we talked about receivers. We talked about quarterbacks. Let's talk about the Atlanta Falcons here at four. They got Matt Ryan, quarterback. He's on his way out. I mean, they just find a way to lose games. Is it a culture thing? Is it the coaching staff? Maybe is it the guy leading the team? But should the Falcons go quarterback or best player on the board? What do you think the Falcons should really do at four? Got to be quarterback. I mean, I, I honestly, at that point, I would maybe even take Sewell. Like, if it means, like, I don't even know. They have so many options. They have so many needs. I really don't know if it's a culture thing. Nobody really knows what's going on there. They have the talent. It must be a culture thing. Nobody really knows. But Matt Ryan obviously is not he's not falling off a cliff, but he has most definitely regressed. I feel like if you get a guy like Justin Fields in there, a, a young blood who's just going to like revamp the offense, I guess, and do his own thing and try to make things happen. A guy who's proven himself he can win big games and be a leader. He came into a house that is a transfer, and from day one, they were just on fire. I feel like he's a guy who can change a culture, change a program, and he is the type – and that quarterback is obviously going to be your leader. You're not going to draft Penny Sewell and expect him to become a complete culture changer, unlike yeah. Justin Fields, you know. So I feel like Justin Fields is the guy. I agree. I think it's time for change in Atlanta. I mean, Matt Ryan's had his run. Matt Ryan's not Tom Brady. It's not like he's drinking from the same water fountain and he's just going to keep somehow getting better and winning Super Bowls with new teams. I think Matt Ryan's on his way out. He had a great court career. There's no disrespect towards Matt Ryan. Very accomplished NFL quarterback. Just think it's time for new energy, new blood, a new quarterback, a new leader of the city. And as much as I love Kyle Pitts, I mean, I'm a Florida Gator and a Miami Dolphin fan. I want nothing more than Kyle Pitts in a Dolphins jersey. But when you watch the Atlanta Falcons, you don't go, oh, they need more players on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, that's the last thing they need. Yeah. The offensive line is terrible. The defense sucks. I think there's too many holes on this team to fix, especially at the fourth pick, that for them to go waste it on another offensive talent and fix none of their problems, 
I, I don't I don't think it's the best investment for them. Hundred percent. And then that brings us to the most important part of the show: our NFL draft picks, not picks like a mock draft. We're talking cash money. You if you're gonna watch the draft and wait all ten minutes when you know the picks already in, you might as well get paid for your time. So I'm gonna start you guys off and give you one absolute winner. I'm gonna give you two absolute winners, but this first one is my favorite one. Najee Harris under 32 and a half. If Najee Harris does not go in the first round, I deserve to lose every single dollar to my name and I will die on that sword. My second favorite pick is Trey Lance over six and a half. I don't believe the hype. I do not see him going top seven. Take the over. All right. Me and you differ on that Trey Lance one, but I think the odds on the under are a little bit uh, a little bit juicy. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play that. My favorite one is my favorite story of the NFL draft, Jalen Phillips. The guy was like the number nine player coming out of high school. I think he might have been number one player coming out of high school. Actually retired in the middle of his sophomore season at UCLA, medically retired from football, went to a junior college to study music, transferred to Miami, and instantly broke on the scene. The guy had an insane season last year. The talent's there. He's mature. Um, he, he's not getting injured anymore like he was at UCLA. Um, I think he's the first – I think he's the best defensive um, defensive end on the on the board, and I think he's going to be the first defensive end off the board over Quidi Pay is really the only other competition. I think he's plus 105 to be the first defensive end off the board, and I also like him being drafted in the first 19 picks under 18 and a half. I think he goes 14th overall to the Minnesota Vikings. So take him. And another one I like, whatever Patrick Sertans is, I think it's in double digits. I have him going eighth overall, so take the under on that too. Well, that pretty much wraps it up. I don't have too many picks after that. I got one biased pick that I wouldn't really advise anyone. I got Kyle Pitts over five and a half. Hopefully Atlanta doesn't fuck that up for me. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't advise it, but as a Dolphin fan, I have to bet it. But that's all I got. Thank you guys for watching. Um, again, I'm Papa Smoke. I'm out here with Dante, and I hope you guys enjoy the draft.